welcome to the Valerie King Show, where oversharing is always welcome here. Can't wait for this one to overshare because we have so much to talk about. There are times when I am introduced to people that I've never met before, that the person who's introducing me to this person that I've never met before is so excited for me to meet them because they feel like we would just spark and we will just connect. And that is how I was introduced to my guest today. Her name is Christine Hotchkiss. And her she has a podcast of her own called Stories of Hope. And today I can't wait to chat with her about the seeds that planted themselves to create what she is working on right now and all of her backstory going into it. We've never actually met. This is like our real first conversation. And that to me is like being a kid in a candy store because I, I just, I don't know, the, you're about, what you're about to witness is going to be very real and very raw. And I am so proud to introduce Christine. And how are you today? I am fabulous. How about yourself? I'm great. So I understand you travel a bit. So are you at home? Where are you at? And today? I am in Chandler, Arizona, in the comfort of my home, like most people are with the 2020 situation. Yeah, well, most people, yeah. But I'm glad you're staying home. And I'm glad you're staying safe. And I hope you stay healthy because... Uh, I think that coming into this season, everybody's just kind of crossing their fingers and, and hoping that we don't all, you know, blow up like a fire in somebody's burn bin <laughs> right now. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're, we're, we're kind of hanging in there right now. Um, so so um, take a few minutes to introduce yourself, a little bit about your background, and let's discuss definitely uh, your, your show your seeds, um, stories of hope. Did I say seeds of hope before? Stories of hope. And I would love to uh, discuss how that came to be. And let's go from there. I love, I know that you've got a, a really great backstory that um, I think will be very inspirational to a lot of people. Thank you, Valerie, for asking me to be a part of your show. I hope the anxiety never had to to with and you've heard about their story well in a paragraph summary and you want to extend it to uh, 30 minutes so i know what it feels like to be on the end and i am actually honored to be on this end of it so thank you again for having me as your guest today it is my honor to start yes yeah, so to start with i am christine hotchkiss and to get started so i know you have questions for me um i'm a mother of two and when people ask me, oh, do you have kids? They never expect the answer I'm going to give them. So I've had to learn that one through the last 13 years. And that story is that I have a son named Austin who is now 20, almost 26. And I have a daughter who passed away 13 years ago at the age of 17. So I will always have two children, just one in heaven, one here. Um, I'm a proud mom by all means. And if you're a mom, you'll understand that. I have my own show and or podcast, excuse me, Stories of Hope. I figured if I'm living my own journey and my own story of loss, there are other people out there people. So that is of why I am where I am today. So it was born from tragedy. 
essentially what, what what this new creation that you are that you are putting out into the world today to add value to other people who have also struggled is that right that is very correct i also include not organizations in all so like you, you're seen and heard everywhere that's not just in where you're sitting at this moment. And so you never know who you're going to touch. And so I also feel that our organizations, especially this year, are a great resource. And so I make that be known, too, because they were founded based on a story someone else felt that they needed to help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 13 years ago, you were probably just rolling along with with life and happy as a clam and something was ripped from you i guess i would probably use that word because it wasn't something asked for but it was a a traumatic incident that transformed you forever and so to help me help me understand a little bit about what the grief you were going through and how you found the strength to move out of that grief and into the space where you're in now, where you have that mindset of sharing and teaching. So 13 years ago, my daughter would have been senior in high school and we were on a family vacation time. It's, you know, the Christmas and the new year, two weeks into the year, winter break for the kids. My family and I, which we have now in our own ways, we're in a roller accident um, at the California Sand Dunes in California. I don't know if you're familiar with that area or not. And it's an area where there's a lot of off-roading ATVs. Um, and it's fun. It really is. Except that night, our lives were changed. Um, without getting into great detail, my life changed in a lot of ways. And like anyone else, when you have something that you're used to having had, we call it grief, that was removed from you, then... You got to figure out what to do with your life. Because I was so about being alive and my children as I did as their parent to enjoy life and never take anything for granted. That including going on vacations and them having their friends with us and anything that went thereafter. So always enjoy the moment and always try to plan for the future, I think, is what we were probably raised on to. So when my daughter passed away, that changed how I felt my role as a mom was. And so I had to um, keep, we've heard this, this phrase, stay strong. Well, staying strong is not really all what it's up, cracked up to be. But to keep my son guided, I continued to be there for him and did the struggles as anyone would when you don't know what to do after you've lost a loved one, let alone a child. And then everything else fell apart in your life too. And life doesn't stop because something happened to you. You have to figure out how to keep going forward because time is still gonna keep going. So that, that's been captured in time. Through the years, um, I found, with some struggles, I found the strength to remember my daughter versus be upset about her. She made her mark in this life and her passing away didn't happen to me, affected by it. A long time I felt it was my story when in fact my daughter Nicole's story her life was 17 years mine is still going on she and I were best of friends just as my son and I are and so through that time frame I learned how to adapt you start to accept 
the pain and put it into something more productive. And for me, I found a way to share her life in a positive versus having the sorrow that most people would have when they lose a loved one. I think that is so brilliant and so key what you just said there, um, where you just kind of leaned into that pain and you kind of let it wash over you instead of trying to fight it off or deny it or pretend it didn't exist or make it something that it wasn't, but that you leaned into exactly what it was and understanding that it's going to be okay to feel, to feel the hurt, to feel the grief, to feel the loss and breath and continue to move forward through that and not it's it probably never goes away completely but it doesn't become debilitating and i feel like so often that's exactly something that if we are afraid to feel we don't want to have pain we don't want to have change we don't like it it doesn't feel good it doesn't give you that that buzz that it's like it's like we we feel like we have to be having the happy and the all of those hormones in our brains that, that, that spark the brain to be happy and excited and, and positive all the time. And we forget that life is equal parts light and dark. You have to have both in order to have light and dark. Otherwise it would just be mush, you know? We don't know happy if we don't have so that. So the way you're right, the way that you just said it, I always say to, to everyone, there are three things that not one single person is exempt from. And that is, no one's exempt from pain, no one's exempt from tragedy, but no one is also exempt from blessings. And so you can answer that in your own way too. So yeah, you're right. And I love it that you that you point out that your journey, um, instead of wallowing, you kept moving. And so where did you go from there? I mean, it was 13 years ago that you experienced that loss. And, and here you are now with a podcast and you're sharing, but um, tell me about the, the pieces of the puzzle that led to that moment where, where you kind of came to a space where you felt like you wanted to share and you felt like other people probably could add value as well. Can you walk us through that process? So the one thing I kept coming up with that was not happy for me was grief is hard. Losing a loved one and the passing of anyone in your life that meant something to you, people don't, they're not easy to accept it. And the one thing that I kept hearing, and I didn't like this, is when I talked about my daughter, people would not know what to say. They didn't know what to do and they would go away. Or when I came across some individuals, they would say, you know, this is going to be harsh, by the way, Valerie, because it was very harsh to hear. And I felt like a dagger was being stabbed into, excuse me, into my heart. And that was, you know, your daughter's dead. You should let her rest. Don't ever tell someone to let someone rest. That person's resting, definitely. Um, and I just kept hearing it and, and saying, you, should, you know, you really shouldn't talk about your daughter. And I thought, why the heck would I not talk about someone that's still a part of my life every day, even though no one sees her physically? So I started working with it saying, no, no one's going to tell me because I'm kind of like a rebellious one. When I feel strongly about something, that's good, of course. I'm going to keep moving forward. And then it was put on my heart in 2015 
don't know where it came from. And it just said, you are going to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to do what? And this is my mind, you know, battling with my thoughts as our head is the, our brain is the, our mind is the most powerful thing that we possess is what I meant to say. And that thought was, you're going to, you're going to do this. And it's going to be talking about stories of people's lives. And I'm thinking, why would I do that? I'm worrying about and being concerned by keeping my own life in check. Why would I need to be checking on other people's lives? So I threw it out there, put a little Facebook uh, page together and it's where it sat and then life went on because as we are, we're into 2020. Well, I forgot about it. Well, then about two years ago, I was sitting outside with another one of those thoughts and I physically felt, I don't know what your faith is. I felt this physical push against um, a block wall, even though I'm just sitting on a curb outside, just taking in the air and counting my thoughts. And it was, you need to do this. And I'm like, what? I don't talk in front of people. I'm comfortable being in a room full of people and sitting there talking, but to stand up in front of people or start asking people personal questions really isn't my style. At least so I thought. Then I kept hearing people say, you know what, Christine, I, I don't know how you do it, but you make it easier for me to deal with my life versus what you go through on a daily basis having lost your child. I can't imagine. Well, in 2015, I received a phone call that my youngest sister passed away. So now I felt like I was doing this all over again. But I got up stronger. And so... I was like, okay, now I get it. Now, how do I do this? So I, um, I started myself and said, well, start with yourself. Share your story and put it out there so people that don't know you or someone who's heard of you or in, by, in passing like you have heard about me, but we've never met until today, what can I share that will help you perhaps either something that you'll come through or go through or maybe you'll meet someone who will need somebody else's um, insight or help to trust. Because I'll tell you, Valerie, I didn't have anybody. Both my sets of grandparents are still alive. The only death I really experienced was the passing of my pets. Human life was completely different. And then you take into consideration child. Um, so I moved forward with sitting down with a, a couple that think faith-based network um, on ASBN. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit in front of a camera now. Oh no, no. And it's not to take a picture. It's to talk like you and I are doing in my, and I'm like, well, here I go again. How do I do this? So I'm very strong in my faith and I prayed about it. And I was like, okay, now who do I get for guests? You know what? Start again, Christine, you, and then, for other people around you, then you can feel like you're in a comfort and you're not feeling alone and let them share their stories. So my first show a year and a half ago was myself and three other parents who lost their children. And each story was different. It wasn't mine because mine was in an auto accident. There was one from suicide. There was one from altitude sickness. And there was another one who was hit by a car while the family was right there. And when they see I get chills because these are the truths of people's lives, but yet they too have become helping other people and mentors and and the voices for their for our kids to say, it's okay that this happened, but you still have to keep going forward. And I think that's why I do what I do. So did that answer your question? Because I could keep going.
Oh, this, this is so good. You can go forever, baby. <laughs> it's so, that's so, I'm so glad that you did that and give people a forum to be able to share their, their story. Because every one of those, I mean, when you were going through the list of how their loved, their, their children, all of them, and the wide variety of experiences that that, would have given each of those families is tremendous and then to give them a platform to be able to share which can be its own kind of therapy because once again they're just leaning into the into the pain and leading into the memory but coming out on the other side of that is growth i mean that change change growth doesn't happen without the change you know and so we're all presented with opportunities that are going to challenge each of us in our own way that crew that's its own animal you know but still having that that fortitude to breathe through it and lean into it and then be able to share and then be able to add value to other people who are going through the same thing that's so huge but that's that's just one probably of a ton of different scenarios that you get to talk about now as you're you've started your podcast and you're finding other people who are adding value in their own little little vein and and it sounds like you you go to them do you travel to them often how does that work how do you how do you find your game so where so, so this is the second of the third step as to how I make cast so thank you for asking so I did go I said did because we're in pre we're in COVID right now right so when the end of last year took um, a toll on me for a little bit. I thought, I can't get my guests to come to the studio anymore. Plus, it was a faith-based network. And so then they felt obligated that they had to talk about God or we were going to talk about God. And I never, ever, ever want to put anyone in a position comfortable, whether it's about their journey of their story, which is painful at times, like me with my child and anyone's had a loss or going through some changes. I was losing my guests. So I told the, the network, I said, I got to go on my own. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go on my own. So then I bought my equipment and I reached out to those people who said, I can't come to you. And I'm like, great. Guess what? I'm coming to you. <laughs> so, so got my big old duffel bag with all my different lighting and all my sound and you name it. I got it. And I came to people's comfort zones which are home where the office is somewhere a conference room and uh that made me feel again i knew i was doing something that was good for me because it's not about notoriety for me about giving the healing and you already giving these individuals the, the opportunity to talk about it to heal because a lot of times they're not sure where where to speak about it because no one knows what to say or if they feel comfortable because of whatever reasons and then of course we know COVID hit in the beginning of the year and i was like oh great i just jumped into another oh i can't stay comfortable and i can't quit you know that feeling when you're so passionate about something and you want to do something you can't quit so i had someone say you need to do a podcast i went what is a podcast so so i lost my job as most people did so it's not anything about being embarrassed or shamed and I was like, okay, here we go again. And I picked up my laptop at 5.30 in the morning on April 1st. And it was no April Fool's joke. 
And I just said, okay, how do you do a podcast? So I've had to learn how to do a podcast. And Valerie, I have interviewed since April. What are we? September? So I know that their stories are making a difference when people are saying, I want to know more about what I can do for other people. Awesome. Right? I didn't think that was going to happen. Oh, there's and no stopping it. No, no. And then you're my first live, so I'm even more blessed to be able to have this opportunity with you. So thank you. You're so welcome. I think live is very exciting. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and there's no editing. You just, you just go. But I think that it's, I think it's very exciting and very fun. Um, so it's gonna, what do you see in the future like where, where do you go from here are you just going to continue to to um seek out those people who are sharing their stories how are they getting a hold of you and how are you finishing out the rest of this year and beyond do you have an idea of the trajectory of how you want to do this and what what you see in the future so yes i do have an answer for all of those questions and that is before the year I already knew my 2020 year was going to be but I think a lot of people came into the 2020 year thinking it was going to be for them and we've all been put on a reset button right <laughs> so my so my my goal my passion and my dream and you know that when you set yourself to something put your thoughts out there and you believe 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 you will achieve those as you have uh, succeeded in what you're doing. Ideally, I would love to have my own home that's wrapped with stories of hope, with pictures of people who really impacted my life or um, will impact others, their story, that I go all over meeting people, again, face-to-face, not just the Zoom part. and right now I kind of do that. I don't have the motorhome, but I, you know, we are now able to go out and drive about. So I take my laptop. I have, we all have our Zoom. We all have our ways of communicating. And I still interview people. And I am constantly, it's endless to find how many stories there are. For every person that's walking the face of earth, there's a story to be heard. Everyone wants to share the story, definitely story to be heard. I currently in the East Valley here, uh, I'll say uh, Junction in Scottsdale, my show is now on as of this month, it's the first time a radio station reached out to me. And so on Sunday mornings, they have me on there sharing people's stories because you just never know where the message is going to go, right? That is awesome. That is so So great. So fast. Good for you. I love that. So my mission is, and this is my, this is how I start my podcast. I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprints, that put us on the paths and the journeys that we're on. Some find purpose. And in each of those stories, they can help heal, educate, inspire and my one word that i live by is to give hope and so 
as long as there are people to talk to and organizations to knock on their doors, I know I'll always have someone that I'll have on my show that will make a difference, kind of like the mustard seed where you just plant it and it just grows and grows and grows or someone will take that seed and doesn't know what to grow with it and hand it to someone else that will make it grow. I can't wait to how that flows. Wow. All right, sister. You got your work cut out for you because there's like how many billions of people roaming this earth? Yeah, you got your work cut out for you. You got and your motorhome gets it's in a good condition. You're ready to roll because you got to do this. You got to do this. I want to. My, I'm not afraid to talk to people, and no one has told me no yet. And here's another thing I wanted to share. No matter how large or how small the nonprofit organizations and foundations are throughout the United States, because that's where I'm starting now since we can't really go anywhere outside of our boundaries, um, I have interviewed some of the largest ones, such as the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And next week, I'll be sitting down talking with um, a few other large names. But then I also do our locals because there's a need. And that is why people are starting these organizations from, and here's the big one, homeless. That one is very big right now. And I have had the privilege of speaking to the found ways to help homelessness who are on the verge of losing their homes or we've got, you know, cancer's coming. Cancer Awareness Month is October, so there's a lot of stories in there too. So you name it, I'm willing to ask the questions. I love it that people will be vulnerable enough to answer them for you because that's where we're going to really hit the, have the rubber hit the road and learn. You Keep know, asking the hard questions. You said uh, you just used the word vulnerable. Do you know who Brene Brown is? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> okay. But you know what's funny? I'm that's because that, that's because that's where we're at in our life. There are a lot of people that don't know who Les Brown is or Tony Robbins, and you could go on and on, you know, Wayne Dyer. It's because that's not where they're at. So when I asked that, it's like one thing that I was just introduced to was Brene Brown that just came into my YouTube feed stuff when I was listening to a song, all of a sudden she came in and I was like, who's this lady? And talking about vulnerable. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That is so true. Being vulnerable, as you already know, isn't a weakness. Rather, it's a courage that allows you and I and anyone who shares their stories to help other people because they did become vulnerable to say, this happens. This is what's going on in my life. This is my life, right? Oh, goodness, yes. Um, if you have the capacity, I would find the audio. Can you hear me okay? I feel like I might be breaking huh? up on my end. You can hear me okay? I can hear you. All right. Um, I would find she has an audio that she recorded, and it's called The Power of Vulnerability. And it's a few hours long, but it's her live speaking at a symposium about and this was before i mean it was kind of early on after she had published and and started having a following and it is my favorite she's got a lot of i mean i i would say the whole quantity of her of her books and the studies that she's done have transformed my life but that one is my favorite the power of vulnerability go find it and listen to it and then listen to it again 
Yeah, her work around um, around shame and and being able to lean into and to feel and feel it anyway, even if it's uncomfortable, has that's it's a conversation that has really taken hold in parts of the world, I guess. But I think it's a conversation that we really need to open up big and wide right now, especially with so much happening around us and so much divisiveness and so much conflict and so much hatred and uh, it's just really out there. And I feel like that's of being willing to be softer and not have to put up this giant hard exterior just because you don't want anybody to to hurt you you know is right it's, it's so real right now i think that we could all take a deep breath and actually try to understand the person sitting across the table it might be really fun in the long term very would be a really good thing guys <laughs> i agree honestly well i cannot wait to hear from you later as you continue this quest to share the stories of people I mean, every like you said, everybody's got a story, and I love it that you're taking on nonprofits right now. Because so often they are not getting their story out there far enough and able to get the help that they need and to reach the people who are looking for them and don't even know it yet because they don't know they exist. So I'm super proud of you for for being a voice for those who really need one, especially now, especially in this time. Yeah. Um, and. And I want to I want to hear more about where you're traveling to when you get on the road and when it's when you feel safe enough to be able to do that. Um, I can't wait to see where that takes you and who you find along the way, man. I think that sounds like a blast. And you said you have a gypsy soul and sister. Live it. (laughs) Well, it's just me and my 14 year old dog. So, you know, she's easy. I'm easy. And we're on the road. if, if by chance you know of anyone that would love to share their story, I have information as well as a phone number if you want, camera off camera. Absolutely. Well, I would say um, for those who are listening to this, whether it's the live broadcast or when this becomes a podcast and we have it put out there, um, feel free to reach out to Christine. Do you want to give your email address? Mm-hmm. It's safe stories. Getting that hair. Yeah, it's stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Spell the Christine Hotchkiss part. Christine with the C H and Hotchkiss is H O T C H K I S S. Perfect. Great. And that way, you can also those of you know. Sorry. Oh, you're good. You were about to say they could also find you where? You can find me on Spotify if you want to look at all the different types of, uh, or listen to all the different stories. Some people don't think they have a story. And in fact, after they've heard a few, they're like, you know what, I guess I do. So don't don't discredit yourself, whoever it is that is here the show. Yes, we need to hear your stories, you guys. If you're listening to this and you know that, um, 
you've got a story that would add value, you never know who's looking for you. So please reach out and um, take pictures and the motor home because I think that would be a blast. I hope that you get like a PBS special or something. It's so cool. <laughs> Who knows? I may just have to come by and meet you physically. <laughs> oh yes, please. Yes, please. We can. We would have a good time. Boise is actually really beautiful year-round, pretty much. But I have to say, my favorite are July and August because that's the only time it gets up to around a hundred. Which living in Phoenix for sixteen years, anything less than ninety, I'm kind of cold. So. Really happy oh, year wow. in July and August. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm. I'm. My blood is destroyed. Anyway, well, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and sharing your story. And I hope I wish you every success in growing your podcast and the world right now in a time when people are really looking for hope they're looking for their tribe and i think that you would be a really great conduit for them to be able to find that thank you and i wish you continued success as well thank you so much and thanks to all of our listeners today and we will talk with you next time on the valerie king show we'll see you later